Hi guys, this is Jan from Taste of Prague. Welcome to yet another episode of our podcast. Now, if you follow us online, you may have noticed that uh, we have been to Mallorca recently and uh, this podcast is about that because uh, we had a great time and the people who are partly responsible for that great time uh, are Steffi and David uh, that are known as Gastro Journey. We have been connected through the Hungries of Caitlin and Anders Husa, um, I mean, who are bloggers in Scandinavia. And um, we met in Mallorca and they gave us all the tips for the great uh, restaurants and great places to be and go. So we thought, why not share the knowledge? And we have decided to uh, create a podcast with them, uh, especially for those people who are planning to visit to Mallorca. So if you are one of those people, uh, this is the podcast for you. And I hope you really, really like it. Uh, this is um, uh, Steffi and um, David of uh, Gaster Journey telling you about their take on Mallorca, what you should try and where you should try it and uh, what are the best beaches in Mallorca and so on. So this is it. Hope you enjoy it. Cheers. Hi, this is Jan from Taste of Prague. Welcome to another episode of the Taste of Prague blog. And I have the distinct pleasure today of uh, talking to uh, um, Steffi and David, uh, together known as Guest of Journey. Um, thank you guys for joining me. Thank you. Thank you for inviting us. Thank you. Now, uh, this podcast should be about Mallorca because, uh, I mean, we obviously have been to Mallorca and we met literally like, what, 10 days ago. And uh, right. you gave us loads of tips. Thank you so much for them because we really lift off them uh, a lot. Um, and we have been connected through, I think, the Hungries, Caitlin and uh, Anders Husa, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, if you if you don't know who they are, I'm going to link it in the description of the podcast. These are two foodies from, I think, the US, and I think he's from Norway, but maybe not. Maybe, he's, but they're now in Copenhagen, I think, in Denmark, right? Uh, and they write about. Um, they have a Patreon account, and they you can join them, the Hungries, and uh, they do some amazing content and amazing stuff. And we got connected through them, so I'm very happy that that happened. Now. Uh, I want to ask you a few questions about Mallorca because this this whole podcast should be about like why you should go, what you should do, what you shouldn't do. So tell me, how long have you been living in Mallorca? Mm, so um, I was born in Ibiza and I moved with one year to Mallorca. Mm -hmm. So it's this is oh, well, I'm going to say my age now. So it's been 29 years since I've been in Mallorca. But since 2000. 12 roughly i started traveling around the world that's when i went, met my wife steffi in mexico mm -hmm. and together we've been like we spent here like two years right yeah and then we went to london and since covid became we came back like semi-permanently okay so this is kind of your base and now i think uh your uh, your job requires you do to travel a bit is that correct that's correct yes yeah so, so but, I mean, you're, you're staying in Palma, correct? Yeah. Mm -hmm. How's that, how has it been, like, uh, Steffi, for you, especially from Mexico? How has it been, uh, you know, big, yeah, difficult, yeah, easy? Yeah, it's easy. But, yeah, it's very different. But I really love the island because you have so many different things to do, like the mountain and the, the beach and the city. And so it's... It's like a mini 
country. <laughs> that is true. You are, yeah. You get lost. Travel to the whole Europe, so it's very nice. I always ask this when I meet, like, talk to an expat. What is Steffi? What is the one thing you miss the most from Mexico? The food. The food. Yeah, I would. I would actually. I would guess you would have. You would say that. And what's the one thing you would bring back to Mexico with you if you like were to permanently stay in Mexico? What's the one thing? Basically, what's the one thing you love the most about Mallorca? Oof. Difficult. Um, maybe the, like the landscapes and all the nature, it's like, we also have in Mexico a lot of sure. that thing. It's like, in you have to travel to go and see what you want to see. But here in a really small Yeah, the proximity of everything is actually yeah, exactly. because I'm guessing like we drove from Palma to uh, what is it, Formentor, and it's an yeah. hour, right? I mean, and you're that's yeah. the end of the island. I think you travel for an hour in Mexico City, and you're still in Mexico City, right? It's just yeah. like yeah, yeah, cool, cool. Yeah. So um, it's going to be the sobrasada. Ah, uh, of course. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. another thing. <laughs> yeah, we, we'll, we'll talk about that for sure. Uh, now. Um, I wanted to ask, uh, how did you guys, um, what did you do, actually? What did you follow? Because we didn't talk about this very much. Now, I know that, David, you have to travel for work. And I think you've mentioned, uh, like, that you were in Vegas and that you were in Macau, which leads me to two guesses. One is hospitality, and the other one is, like, Ocean Eleven-style casino heists. Now, um What is, is that, is either of them correct or is it completely off? It's, it's, the, the second one is kind of, I'm a professional poker player. Oh, you're a professional so. poker player. Okay, there you go. That explains it. Okay, cool. Yeah. So I'm mainly into that and, and cryptocurrencies. And then, um, yeah, I mean, and also, well, she will tell you what she does now, but we, but what we did together right now is, is this chocolate um called Katao, which is like the raw vegan chocolate. It's a family business. My my mother created it and she kind of sees that our passion for gastronomy is a bit bigger than hers. So she kind of wants to let us in front of this project. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean she will tell you now what, what she does. Yeah. What do you do, uh, Stephanie? I, I work for her mom. And uh -huh. I do. I take care of the social media and marketing. Okay. So I, with the cacao, the chocolate, and with real estate, interior design, and architecture. Okay, so because you said before. Yeah. Before we turn off on the the record button, you said that uh, she decorated the hotel that we stayed in, right? Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> All right. Cool. Yeah, All right. So. With him and work from. Is it so? So you work. So I understand correctly. You work for uh, David's mom, correct? Yes. How does does it make the relationship uh, difficult, or like? <laughs> I mean, how do you divide that? Um, is this really? I mean, Zuzi and I, my wife and I, we've been working together for like what over ten years now, and working together doesn't make the relationship easier. It's, it makes it more difficult. So I'm just wondering what your experience is with that. <laughs> is it is like, you know, I was like, 
is is can your can his mom get angry with you or like is it like how does it work is it is it like do you, can you separate the personal and the work you know like um fields yeah i think we separate things yeah uh, yeah cool. and i'm very lucky she's really cool and yeah but yeah sometimes it's like difficult if i need to i don't know if i feel angry not angry but it's it's difficult to to pass that barrier of boss and mother-in-law so yeah but in general it's okay it's very it's good. okay cool yeah. between no. us two anyway it's i mean you work for my mom i don't at all so all we right don't okay yeah. and then yeah but i understand what she says with my mom because she takes her time to pay sometimes given it's also family so sure. she might yeah. take her payments easier than others and then you can't really say anything i can't really say anything because it's my mom <laughs> <laughs> hey mom where's the money <laughs> i know right? okay. Yeah, no. okay cool all right uh now um let's talk about mallorca okay we can go back to this yeah. later so what would be your kind of elevator pitch for mallorca why should people come to mallorca what do you think um so in my opinion um exactly what steffi said it, it pretty much offers everything in very short distance some in my opinion some of the best beaches in the world um um i mean my wife will defend mexico beaches obviously but it's still it's super nice beaches and um it's i think it's the second place in all of well it has to be top five places with most sunny days of the year um which always is great and uh, the mountains which i think is super undervalued because people just i think people understand mallorca wrong but i'm pretty sure we will get to that later mm -hmm. But yeah, amazing mountains nowadays, amazing astronomy, um, beaches, I mean, and I mean, it's, I don't think it's, uh, too expensive for Europe standards. Nope. So, no, yeah, I would fine. totally agree. Like, I think that people have, a. Slightly, listen, I'll be very honest here. I, we went to Mallorca. It was usually kind of off my radar, you know, like our radar Mallorca. It was, it was, we always thought, oh, it's, we're not beach people. So we're like, you know, we don't do beaches very much. So we always thought, oh, it's beaches, you know, um, retired people going, you know, to the beach. That's kind of honestly what I thought about Mallorca. And like when we got there, it, it's that, but it's so much more to Mallorca than just that. You know what I mean? So, so I think um, you're right that people kind of don't understand Mallorca because I didn't understand Mallorca before I went. Now, um, I want to ask how how empty is Mallorca right now? Because we would be driving through these roads. We go to like Deia and like uh, well, um, you know all these like small towns in the mountains, and we loved it. And we thought, would we have loved it in August 2019? Is it is it like well, how empty is Mallorca right now? That's yeah, what I want to know. Yeah. Very empty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right now, it would be very very crowded, and in summer it's crazy. In yeah. the yeah, it's impossible to park, so it's a nice time to come. <laughs> yeah, well, oh, it's impossible to park in the yeah. What what yeah. uh, what are the uh, predictions for this year? 
Do you know? Like, do you do what people? What do people tell you? The, you know, what's the gossip on the street like about the predictions? Will Will the summer be big on tourism again, or like, are people getting ready for it, or is there still doubt? Maybe let's, you know, maybe next year is going to be the year. What do you think? They They are trying to to pretty much save the summer season. Mm-hmm. Um, but for uh, for instance, uh, Mallorca is. Well, the Balearic Islands are, um, I think, like the second uh, region in Spain with lowest number of cases in all uh, Spain right now. But it's pretty much one of the most restrictive ones. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is because they want to save the summer. But at the same time, they are still destroying, especially the the food industry. And then, um, so I guess their plan is to open up uh, to to the rest, or at least to, to Europe uh, for, yeah, for this summer. I mean, state of alarm, which is when they can put like the the car few hours and blah, blah. This finishes this Saturday, actually. Oh, really? So, the, so there'll be no more curfew from this Saturday it on? Sh- it shouldn't. And in my opinion, hopefully it will end. But mm-hmm. like, Uh, the president of the Balearic Islands, she's trying to pull something to to keep it this way, um, which obviously drives most people mad. And mm-hmm. um, but yeah, she says it's in the defense of saving the summer. But then she is the one who's been caught twice already out of the curfew hours, you know, uh, in a bar. So it's like. <laughs> Um, I mean, sure, like anyway. that, that happens. Like we had, you don't know this because why would you? But we are on our fourth health minister <laughs> in the last year in the Czech Republic oh. uh, because it's like they've all been like caught doing something they shouldn't do or whatever, you know, just you know resigning for whatever reason. And <laughs> like, look at France. You know, the ministers also have been caught having lavish dinners in restaurants. Like that happens, I guess, everywhere. Um, now. I've noticed when I was walking around Palma, uh, two types of banners in the windows. The first one was SOS Turismo, which I assume was pro-tourism. And the second one, I don't remember exactly how it went, but I would have translated something like uh, city for the locals, not for the visitors. And it was like a uh, yellow and black. And there was a silhouette of an old lady with a cane, like banging on like people who carry around a cabin luggage. You know what I mean? So yeah. it seems so it seems that like there's um uh a dual uh, like I would say what you call like not a not an approach but a dual reaction to tourism. Like first of all like people welcome it and second of all I mean they're not happy with the negative consequences of tourism, right? Uh how does it how did covid change that and how how what do you think like is like is Mallorca heavily dependent on tourism and how do people view tourism here and what are your own thoughts because i also saw there was another i took a picture of it we didn't post it anywhere but it was like um i guess it was a space that was being renovated and it was the glass was darkened and somebody wrote uh, turismo mata you know like yeah. over it and somebody struck off the mata and wrote salva You know, mm-hmm. Instead of like tourism, you know, kills it's like yeah. tourism saves. So I just wonder, like, what is the debate about tourism in Mallorca? I'm really interested in that because I come from that field. So I would like love to know. You want to go? Can I go? Yeah, you go, and then I can have some. Okay. So um, the thing with with 
tourism is, I think first of August, I think as many tourists arrive pretty much as the whole population of Mallorca. Mm -hmm. So this can obviously degrade nature and other stuff, you know, and, um, but in reality, what people, I mean, should know and don't realize is I think we're like 90% of Balearic Islands income depends on tourism. So, I mean, if you don't bring any more tourism, we are, it's done for the island pretty much. And then some people say, yeah, we could survive on our own, let's say a supermarket. Yeah, but the guys who buy in the supermarket, they they probably get their income from tourism somehow. So at some point in the chain, money comes from tourism, right? Mm -hmm. So it's completely unsustainable. What could be done and what most people talk about, which is also what this wrong image about Mallorca, it's Madaluf or Arenal, which is like drunk people, just wasted, not spending any money, which is like quality tourism should be, uh, there should be a bitter, like a bigger bet on quality tourism instead of this oh, honestly shitty tourism based on cheap alcohol, not giving, you know, uh, not really caring about anything and, and uh, not, not giving anything really good to the island, right? Mm -hmm. um, so the kind of tourism you did, this should be fully supported and who doesn't is, is, is just an ignorant, I think, and doesn't understand how much we need this kind of people. So basically, what you say? Were you saying that people dislike like the stack parties and like people go to Ibiza, just getting drunk on like cheap alcohol, partying, trashing the place, and leaving? Is that correct? Yeah. I mean, Ibiza is expensive, so you either spend money or spend money. In yeah. in Magaluf, you get drinks for three euros, which with the absolute worst alcohol you could like, which would probably kill some people or probably has already. So in Magaluf, it's this huge deals and they don't get out of that circle of this little, and this is the images people see from outside. It's not their fault that they think of Mallorca that way. Like even in Spain, if you talk to anyone in Barcelona, they will never go to Mallorca. They go to Menorca because they also think all of Mallorca is like Magaluf and Arenal. So, mm. um, yeah, Arenal is kind of slowly trying to change, change this and they want to become like, uh, the ocean. Is it called ocean drive in Miami? Like this is kind of like their purpose to get into that direction, at least a little more high quality or lux luxury. Yeah, mm -hmm. they are starting to refurbish uh, old hotels and to change that mindset. Like we are not low tourism, we are like high quality. And yeah. also in the center, we can see with all these nice boutique hotels, it's getting better. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Prague has the same problem. We have, uh, you know, I once flew to London on Ryanair. I was the only sober person there, like, honestly, like, you know, especially from the UK, because, I mean, those flights are like 20 euros. You get here, like, a beer is two euros. And, you know, and that's like for the checks, that's expensive, two euros. So, so, like, you can get like cheaper alcohol. And, like, it's, it's awful. Like, I mean, these guys, you know, we do, we run tours, food tours in the Czech Republic, you know, in Prague. And, Whenever we start, we have a, a groups that are limited at 10. We don't get more people than that. And it's usually couples. So it's like four or five couples, you know, getting together. And we create like a circle. And there's a small introduction that everybody, you know, just, hi, I'm Jan, blah, blah, blah. And uh, there's always this, like, this British guy who's like now 40-ish, has two kids. And he you know, always asks, so have you been to Prague before? And, you know, so when he's like, his turn comes, he goes like, Well, I've been here before. And like, you know, he, his eyes are kind of, 
you know, to the floor and like, I don't want to talk about it. I've been here before. I don't remember anything. I think I've been here for three days. And, you know, like, I just don't remember anything. So I understand it. Like, and the same thing, like, Czech tourism is trying to promote, you know, Prague as, as a place of luxury. And I'm not entirely sure that works, you know, especially top down. You know, if you like the government decides we're going to label it that way, that's going to happen eventually. But yeah, I, I get it. I get it why people are angry because people in Prague are angry too. Like, it was sad seeing, um, like, when COVID coronavirus started like everybody was oh save the restaurant you know we have to support local restaurants you know and like you know everybody will like go get a meal at your favorite restaurant but that level of empathy has not happened for tourism everybody was like oh prague without tourists i love it you know like <laughs> and we were tourism like okay good okay <laughs> like thank you mm -hmm. but you know it's just like uh, i get it though because People saw tourism in Prague as, you know, stag parties, people vomiting on the street, uh, like just like these, you know, and being sold like the cheapest things that, you know, have no relationship to Prague, really. Okay. Um, how, do you think that tourism has helped the food industry in Mallorca? Yes. Or like had any level, had any influence over it? For yeah. sure. Yeah. Totally. I mean, especially Santa Catalina. Hmm. Uh, has pretty much developed thanks to tourism and uh, and you know there's so many restaurants that are like actually more famous amongst tourists than amongst the locals for example there's this restaurant called Vandal which I think any tourist knows about this place and I mean uh, amongst us locals it's more like a Uh, I do, I won't say it's bad, but it's it's like not our favorite place. For example, I mean, I, many locals go there as well, but um, and and this happens with a lot of restaurants. I know another one of India would just stop saying names, which is super popular amongst uh, locals and not so uh, amongst tourists and not so much. So, and they help. They also helped um, put in more effort in the design of the restaurants, like the the people now put more work into that, you know, and, and I mean, it's the food industry. There used to be a phrase, like, I think it was like something like go for the beaches, but skip the food or something because yeah. New York used to not be very popular for food. It, it the exact opposite. Nowadays, I'm, I've, I'm pretty proud of, of what, what's on the Island, you know? So. Yeah, uh, no, I was, we, we loved it. We, I said, we went to Vandal <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> we were one of the tourists who ate there. It was fine, but uh, I must say the stagiaire was, you know, head and shoulders above uh, Vandal. You know, the, the, that was definitely our favorite place in Mallorca. Now, um, you mentioned it before, but is there like, um, is there one thing or like a few things people do wrong when they visit Mallorca? Like locals go, oh, you know, like, here we go again. Like, is there something that like the locals get? You know, like for instance, in the Czech, in Prague, there's this uh, thing called trdelník, which has happened. You know, it's a pastry that is sold on the street. No Czech ever eats that. That just happened, like literally, like five years ago, because because of tourism. Like everybody, every uh, every stand writes, you know, like traditional Bohemian. It, it just makes no sense whatsoever to the Czechs. And uh, but you know, it's the most Instagram thing out of Prague. Uh, is there anything like that in Mallorca? Do people do something that is like just that you would say is wrong or like, you know, they just missed the point. Hmm. 
to start with, they should not be buying the Ensaimalas at the airport, which everyone does. And then you probably saw this like almost like a pizza bag, like sure. this pastry, like pastry, yeah. pastry shop in, in Palma probably. I mean, so, food wise. So, so the I question is, where should they buy Ensaimalas then? I mean, I know of many places. I'm going to defend my my the village where I grew up, Valdemosa. Valdemosa, yeah. In Camolinas, for example. Um, the place you went, which is probably the best place to buy pastry, uh, like this, yeah, sweet, like, boulangerie, or mm-hmm. it's Ornette de la Soca, which yeah. you guys went to. With. This is absolutely outstanding, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. We um, loved it. We loved the soundtrack in there. It was like either classical music or like it was actually it was perfect. Like I mean, I'm so whoever just chose that soundtrack was like spot on. It just worked well because sometimes you go to a nice place and they just play radio, and it just doesn't work. And it just <laughs> like it just works like over that. Cool, yeah. Um, so food wise, I don't think you don't think there's uh, like any mistakes that people do except buying you know like three euro drinks. Over there, like you know, yeah, that's a mistake that yeah. people think it's Magaluf and Arenal, and it's all but that. That's that's the one thing which could be said in that same sense, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that they stay in a hotel and that's it. But yeah, I can't think. I can't really think of any thing like what you're saying right now in Prague. Okay. Now, but is there anything like any dish that you recommend that you must have in Mallorca? Let's turn it uh, around and say like, what is the, what are the few things you should definitely have? And it's kind of either I wrote, I have a, like a list that I wrote, and it's either a dish or like produce, for instance. Oh, we have amazing, I don't know, avocados here, whatever, or maybe wine or spirit. Is there anything that you know people just should have in Mallorca? Definitely sobrasada. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You should try it. <laughs> what is a sobrasada? Can you can you explain that? It's um, it's like a like a sausage, but yeah. it's not sausage. It's like uh, yeah, you you spread it on a bread. It's not like a like a you know like fair. a solid sausage. It's, so it's like a soft sausage. Yeah. 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 Um, sure. Kind of spicy. Uh huh. So, yeah. Really because we were surprised we went for de la soca that we recommended and like i would you know that i would put be putting all of these notes in the notes of the episode hopefully and um we had uh ensaimada is that how you say it yeah but it was with sobrasada it was sweet and savory at the same time so it was a sweet pastry but it had sausage on it which i thought yeah. it was actually really delicious i've never had sausage that was dusted in sugar and I don't mm-hmm. want to eat sausage any other way now. It's I'm ruined for life. Yeah. It's pretty typical to do like a toast, like a toasted bread with like some kind of like to char, like to char the shoulder salad and put some honey on top as well. Okay. Which also gets this kind of touch of sweet and savory. So you should have sobrasada. Where you should where should you buy it? Like go to a market or like what is what is a good place to buy sobrasadas? You don't have to name names, but maybe just like a in a like a general recommendation i'm guessing not the airport but no. <laughs> you know but the the best place i mean not the place but from the guys who you should buy it is called can combine so whenever um, you see someone sourcing can combine buy that soda salad pretty much okay and the markets yeah the markets 
Yeah. How about uh, uh, so, so, so it's sobrasada and saimada, I'm guessing too, is a local uh, pastry. What else do you think? Coca de patata. Boca de patata, yeah. which is like a potato like, bun, sweet potato bun. Yeah, like fluffy with sugar. Uh-huh. And that's the Vaidemosa. Oh, Vaidemosa like, too? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you can have the Volpamboli, um, which is pretty much translated it's pa means bread and oli means olive, like olive oil. Um, uh-huh. uh, so oil. And this is like their typical way of eating with some ham and cheese. Snails is a typical thing here, which uh, one of our favorite restaurants does the best ones um, from San Pitaura. Like it's very common here. But he's the only one that does that kind of snails, like the old re- recipe. So what is that? What is what is the old recipe? How did they look like? Oh, <laughs> it's like tiny snails, but I don't know. It's like kind of, um, I don't know, leaps or... Yeah, that's that's a tricky question because um, it's, I mean, they are obviously served warm and then uh-huh. on top it has this kind of like little more crunchy texture on it and uh, it has like a, like a juice inside. Um, but they're, they're served with the shells or is that, are they like deep? With the shells, first? you get with it the out of the shell, yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. So, yeah, I mean... Also, obviously, in Mallorca, fish can never can never be a mistake, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's uh, proximity. Um, I I love Mallorcan pastry. I I mean, in general, like mm-hmm. savory, uh, sweet. There's many things, honestly, like very traditional stuff. Um, and I mean, I can't think of many more right now, but I could definitely. If I have half an hour, I write you a huge All right. that. Okay, thank you. Now, uh, for how about wine? Is there any Mallorcan wine? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, at the, you went to our favorite natural wine bar, which is, uh, yeah, Barlasang. And Barlasang. Um, he has many of, of those, which are great. I mean, very famous is like um, Anima Negra. It's Anima like Negra. the famous one. Mm-hmm. They have like um, uh, grapes that are from here, like like Cayet and Manto Negro. These are like most of the wines, red wines are done with that. We love the natural wine called Chateau Paquita, which you can see in many places. Like when we were in London, it, there's a huge hype about this natural wine. And then, yeah, in general, Mallorca does, does pretty good wines. Um, Is it mostly reds? Because of the climate, or is it whites too? I would say mostly reds. There's definitely white, like white wine as well, like Malvasias, or um, even some like uh, Viuda, which I think is Yonjev. In, mm-hmm. um, I mean, there's a little bit of everything. I would love to uh, to have Lucas right now here because he would answer everything about that, right? From Barlasang, uh, sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I mean, Barlasang no. is definitely a, a place that, I mean, um, we, when we were there, it was just a bottle shop because they, it was, they don't have any outdoor dining. But, um, yeah, we would love to go back to just to meet him. Yeah, he was a cool guy. Yeah. Um, how about um, any spirits? Anything like a shot that is local to Mallorca? Not really. Yerbas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yerbas. Yerbas, which, is- which means uh, herbs. 
herbs. Yeah. Yeah, it's sure. Like it, yeah, it's a digestive, pretty much distilled like herbs. And uh, in the Majorcan ones, they use up. We always did the joke because I don't know the exact number, but Majorcan like this. The Majorcan version uses like over fifty herbs, and Ibiza only uses like. 20 so we're like our ours is like 2.5 times better than <laughs> oh than the ibiza yerbas okay yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> um, but that's that's very typical in mallorca and then how do you drink it uh is it uh an uh digestive after a meal or what exactly. do you... oh, okay okay yerbas cool i love it i can i i don't need to have food before to drink it <laughs> oh really oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. But... In Czech Republic, we have a, a thing called uh, Becherovka, which is a classic kind of a herbal liquor here. It's a recipe from 1807, and it's secret. Only two people in the world know it, blah, blah, blah. And oh. it's also like about, like a, I don't know, at least 22 herbs. So it's two times less good than the Mallorca <laughs> thing, obviously. You have to try yeah. that when we visit Prague. Oh, no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yerbas. Okay, cool. Now, uh, let's get to like the 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 nitty-gritty here like so what i what would you recommend as your top three restaurants in palma or in mallorca in general do you have any i know it's a difficult question i know it's a loaded question but can you just give us some names here so we did two lists uh-huh. one uh, because that's the only thing you told us before the podcast yes. um we did the top three more kind of like fine dining and the top three more like casual, casual. casual. Which cool. We like. Fantastic. Um, I'll let her start with the with one of the two lists. <laughs> okay. So for the more casual, uh-huh. our favorite is Stagier. Stagier. Okay. Yeah. It's very nice. It always Why? Why do you like it? Because every single dish is very, very good and well, the chef is really talented and I think that never disappoints. And it's like you, maybe at first, with if you read the, the menu, it's a lot of things from all the world, but, and maybe that kind of pull you away. But no, it's really, really nice. Yeah, we went and twice. We loved it. Is, is yeah. the chef like partly Peruvian? Those this seems to be like a ceviches, and there was like an Asian, like a, a Japanese touch, which you get sometimes with Peruvian like uh, restaurants. Do you is he or not really? His it's wife just... is Peruvian. His wife is okay. The one yeah. she's expecting a baby right now, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was it was the the funny scene from there was like um we went there a second time. I paid to her, and I said I didn't know that like the executive chef was the father. I didn't know that, but I just said like. Oh, you know, good luck with the baby. And he said, thank you, which is such a, which is such a man <laughs> thing to do. You know, <laughs> like, so the girl is pregnant. She does all the hard work, but you know, like the, the, the guy says, thank you. <laughs> like he's, I thought it was super funny, but okay. So yeah, it's cool. Cool. So she's Peruvian. Nice. Nice. So yeah. Stashi, yeah, the first one. He's from Chile. Yeah. Oh, Chile. Okay. All right. Yeah. So Stagiaire would be the first one. What's the second one? Yeah. The second one is Misteri. Myst- what? Uh, I'm sorry, Misteri. can you? Misteri. Okay. And it is in the middle part, right? Of the island. And it's like very traditional food. 
So you can go for the tasting menu that mm -hmm. is price is great, and you go like very very full and it's great. Or you can go to a la carte. Uh -huh. So the chef uh, goes to the market and whatever comes to her mind, she cooks. And also the the wine list is really nice. The option they offer and the views are amazing. So it's a nice place cool. to go. One of my favorite sommeliers actually. The guy oh, yeah. brings you some glass and you think, wow, that's something really special. Then you look it up on Vivino. I don't know if you know this app. Sure, Vivino, yeah. And, and it's like a 10 euro bottle. It's like, wow. It sure. always happens the same. Cool. So the guy really knows to find us cheap little bargains. I really like it. And one of the nicest views in all of Mallorca, probably. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the last one is Cesar Liberes. Cesar Liberes in Port de Soer, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay, cool. And all the seafood uh, is great. Like they really care about the product and yeah, it's high quality. No, we loved yeah, it. We went there on your recommendation. Yeah. We met actually. It was the day after yeah. we met for the first time. We met there for the second time. It was great, yeah. And then you can have a dip in the water in front of it. It's just like, yeah. which is what, like, uh, our son just after the meal, he just ran to the beach, took all his clothes off, and ran around like a madman, which he does on a beach. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, and how about yeah. the uh, the more fancy stuff? So. Um, there's well, the, okay, so the number th or not particular number, but clandestine is one one we love. It's um, it's a huge like now during COVID times, it's not the same because when you were there, only um, terraces were allowed. But so the fun thing is when you're able to sit inside and they have a huge counter. I think like. 20 something people fit in there easily on that counter. Oh, cool. And it's like a show cooking in front of you. The guy's absolutely crazy. I went to school with him actually. Um, he was like a crazy kid in the school. You, you had to avoid, like, you were like, oh, I don't want to mess with that guy. Uh, like, a, like a real punker, you know? Uh -huh. And, um, and he kind of transmit this in a, in a really good way to the restaurant. He, he's, it's like a little anarchy, you know? He, sure. He does like a music pairing with, with the food and even like puts the lights off and then some other lights come uh, from, from, the, from the counter come off. And so he I makes it super fun. He has a huge wine uh, list like with some really, really good wines. It's, it's a tasting menu and he brings the most crazy stuff out as well with ingredients. He's really not scared of bringing anything like, um, I don't like, Rock legs is, is a classic in, in his, like, it's this crazy thing, but with the super subtle classic French cooking techniques as well. So the guy really, he worked in Sierra de Carroca as well. And so he, he really knows what he does. Um, so that's one of them. Then uh, the other one is Dins by Santi Tauda. It's one of the two places that got awarded a new Michelin star this year in Mallorca. Okay. Uh, we were... I mean, since the very first day we went there, we were expecting him to get a star and no one could really understand why he didn't get it. 
Um, he finally has it, and it's yeah, it's also a tasting menu. He only does Mallorcan um, Mallorcan recipes. Like he tries to rescue old Mallorcan recipes, and um, he obviously gives some of them his own touch. And then, for example, the snails we were talking about, he will never put them off the menu because he's the only one who's still cooking those. So he doesn't want this tradition to get lost. Um, so yeah, this guy just has deep love for for Mallorca and, and its traditions, pretty much. So, uh, so that uh, was Dins. Dins. <laughs> how, how did you Dins? Okay, and the D-I-N-S. and these will be both in Palma. Yeah. This is now in Palma, yes. It used to okay. be in Yoseta, now it's in Palma in, in another beautiful hotel called El Llorens. Okay. And then our our favorite restaurant on the island pretty much um, also depends on what you mean by favorite. Obviously, our most frequented restaurant is Stadier, but this one is our where we had probably the best meal in Mallorca. It's called Voro. Voro is completely the other side, like an hour and a half or so away Um We're going tomorrow, actually. Oh, really? Cool. So we went on Friday to Dins, and uh, last Friday to Dins, we're going tomorrow to to Voro. And um, I mean, I can only, they have a star, and um, I I would get really angry at Michelin if they don't give them two stars in the following <laughs> two to three years. And I, I say will, two to three I will years let them because know. they are. Okay. Huh? <laughs> I will let them know. Okay. <laughs> okay, thank you. You're and welcome. they have ex, like he's from Andalusia, like uh -huh. he incorporates this this like southern Spain touches, um, super well cooked. Like presentations are amazing. The restaurant is very very nice. The only bad thing is it's a long drive away, but we managed to because obviously the hotel is not full right now. Um, But the restaurant is open and you can only serve dinner to guests. We managed to get them to let us stay at their hotel, which is probably under normal circumstances, uh, very expensive. But, so that's why we never tried it. So yeah, tomorrow oh, I will so enjoy so my... you're going tomorrow for the first time? No. No, no, no. For no. the first time that we are able to you're stay at staying... the hotel. Okay, yeah, sure, of course. Yeah. Because so the like other a... times were pre-COVID. So okay. we could go oh, yeah, for course, dinner yeah. without being a guest. Of course, yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Now, what are your favorite three coffee places in in Palma? Let's say, do you have favorites? I will just say one, and I leave the rest to the other ones to her. Which is huh? because it's my. I'm not a huge specialty coffee guy because I'm not big about lattes or or I like filtered coffee every now and then, but it gives me this jittery. So I. So for espressos, uh, most specialty coffees are a little too high in acidity. So sure. I like this Italian coffee spot, which is called Bistro 48. Bistro he does 48. This amazing ristretto in Santa Catalina. Super mm -hmm. intense. And he brought the machine from uh, his hometown in Italy. So yeah, that's, that is my to-go place when I want a really nice espresso. Cool. How about you, Steffi? Um, well, the other three is more of a combo. I like that place because you can have breakfast and nice coffee. And it's Rio Tort. Rio Tort, yeah, sure. They have a great sandwich. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, La Molienda. Sure. They also have nice uh, breakfast. 
and like the vibes very hipster it's like- you know what's actually really interesting about la molienda because we went there twice too and um so one of the first specialty coffee places in prague was called uh cafe lounge i mean it opened years ago it's closed now and actually at la molienda one of the girls who works there is Zuzana. She's a Czech and she used to work at Cafe Lounge. And we're like, oh. we we're sitting there and suddenly she's like in Czech, like, hey, what are you doing here? And we're like, who are you? Because she had a, you know, she had a face mask. And like, we're like, I don't know. And then I realized, oh, wait, it's Zuzana from Cafe Lounge. Okay, so so they have a Czech waitress and like, a, I don't know if she's a manager or whatever. She's a barista too. She makes the coffee too. Cool. So the Rio Tort, La Molienda. And Mistral, I Mistral. think they, yeah, they have, I'm not sure if they have a lot of options to eat. I don't think so. I don't think so. No. No. But for coffee, it's nice. Cool. And also, well, it's a new Elefante, I think you went to. Yeah, in Santa Catalina. In, the, in, the, in our neighborhood. And it seems like the barista won a prize or some, something, yeah. Oh, like an especially coffee, like a barista competition, yeah. something like that. Yeah, cool. And I have two more questions, and then like we'll leave it like that. Uh, do you have any like a hidden place in Mallorca that not many visitors visit, and you would recommend? A hidden place in Mallorca? You mean? Do you mean food wise, or do no. you mean in general? In general. In general, it doesn't have to be food. Um, hmm. uh, we surely can come up with something, but um, let me think about this real quick. Cool. Maybe the, the meat. Um, I just forgot the name. Oh, the restaurant name? Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, yeah, that's okay. Let's let, let's go to the food and then I'll okay. think also like something sure. like a beach or so. But, what she wanted to say is Barta Bernita, which is... Barta Bernita. Yeah, okay. that's by mm-hmm. far the best meat I've had on the island. And okay. it's in an industri- industrial zone, like the place when you see it from the outside, you think that's really horrible. Uh, what am I doing here? I must be wrong. And then, um, then you go inside and it almost has like a little... Um, the guy is super super nice and honestly like the best chuleton i've had like we and we had like a one kilo steak to share no how many starters and it was 50 euros total and and it, it was honestly one of the best steaks i've had uh, i mean the best in mallorca and, and in general one of the best steaks i've had and we've been there twice and we're probably we might return um this week or next week um and every time it was very very good so that's like a place no one from outside of Mallorca would probably go okay cool and then um no like like let me refresh what's your what's your favorite beach then your favorite beach so, i don't like beaches <laughs> okay what's your um, um, least what's the beach you can tolerate in Mallorca <laughs> No, there's many that are very nice. I mean, I like, um, I like, um, also we are different. I like more like stone beaches, no sand, uh-huh. because I hate to get this feet full of sand when I go out of the water. Um, and in that sense, um, 
Caladella is a place I love, for example. Caladella. Oh, yeah. It's like you have to drive those windy streets like down all the way down. It's tiny, tiny, but it's a stone beach. It's actually very romantic. But I honestly, I don't like beaches, but I really dislike stone beaches. I, I, I'm all for comfort. I really like dislike like going like going ah oh, ooh ah you know like ah just like I'm no 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 it's not for me but I mean I get I get your point it's a beautiful beach actually when you get there cool when you there so yeah okay so you know the, the restaurant that's up there yeah I think that's I mean really... I, I think I don't think it was open when we went there but I I think I was, there was a restaurant there was a restaurant that was closed yeah. It's like lots of boats around it, and then there was like a restaurant, yeah, like a hut. It seemed like, yeah. This restaurant also serves. Uh, I mean, we we like the food quite a bit there. I mean, I my problem is when I want seafood and fish, I just go to the Riveras. There's just I, I, it's so hard for me to skip that one when I want when I'm craving some fish or paella. Mm. But those do uh, like we're pretty good food, especially the. The lobsters with yeah. they do like a typical dish. I don't know if, if probably only in Spain with fried potatoes, lobster, um, and fried egg. That's mm -hmm. amazing. Oh, cool! But um, yeah, that's another. Maybe that's my tourists know about that place. Probably if they go to Deja, they probably heard of that one. Of Calade, yeah. yeah. But it's it's, it's actually I think it's off the radar. And for you, yeah, Steffi, sorry. I'm <laughs> for the sandy beach. Yeah, uh -huh. I am more sandy. I think Formentor is mm -hmm. a really nice because you have the green. The pine the, trees. Yeah. The pine yeah. trees. And then you have the beach. It's beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. I love We loved it. We had a picnic there and then a seagull stole our baguette. Like, oh. it was, <laughs> like it was, it was, he was like walking around. I was like tiptoeing and like JJ was trying to like chase him and we always said don't don't no don't do that like he's he's fine he's just like he's just looking and then I walk <laughs> away and suddenly like I hear a shriek and I was Zuzi because he kind of like you know the baguette was next to her and like he just flew away <laughs> with, with a baguette <laughs> it was stupid but it was uh but it was uh it was a beautiful beach I I am yeah completely agree yeah Now, one final question. I ask this everyone because, and you don't know this because you probably haven't heard uh, like the podcast. What's your uh, uh, favorite guilty pleasure? The one thing you eat and you know you shouldn't eat it. Usually like the things like the people say are McDonald's fries and stuff like that. You're like, what's the one thing you've had a bad day? You need a quick, you know, like um, mental health help from food what's the one thing you go to mars bar whatever i want to hear the nastiest thing you eat <laughs> um mm. well he likes every sweet on earth yeah like well. chocolate bars chocolate bars or something like that i don't eat chocolate bars i mean depends chocolate bars more like bars or twist right yeah sure or you mean Yeah, so I, I eat Milka. I shouldn't be saying this because I have my own <laughs> chocolate, which is like healthy and so on. But there's there's uh, Milka in my in my in my house as well. And wait, 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 wait. Um, what, like just the regular Milka or like uh, the like a strawberry yogurt almonds. Milka? No, just like the the regular no, no, Milka. Al almond. Almonds. Almonds. Okay. Milka with almond almonds yeah. in it and um, 
Magnum is also a big thing for me. Oh, I, I Magnum. Love Magnum with Almond as well on it. All right. Yeah. And, well, difficult. I don't eat a lot of sweet things, but... Chips. Yeah, chips. Chips? Do you have a favorite yeah, brand? Is there a Spanish brand that you like, or is it like a Lay's situation, or just Pringles, yeah, whatever? Lay's, yeah. You probably cool. have all, if you Mexican things that like pulparino or. Oh yeah, <laughs> our sweets are better <laughs> in, in Mexico because they are spicy. Yeah. 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 Sure. Like spicy and. But here is very like sweet, and that's it. Do you get that's any supplies? Do you get any supplies of Mexican food from like I don't know your your family or something? Do they send you anything or not really? No. Not have you been but able to? Have a, a, there's a shop, and you can there's find a shop like a Mexican stuff. shop. Have you been able to yeah. see your family in the past year or so? Have you been able to travel back to no. Mexico? No. Yeah, I know it's tough. Like people don't understand that it's being—it's really tough being an expat right now, especially you know if you can't travel, you're kind of stuck where you are. Yeah, I know. Well, anyway, guys, thank you so much for actually taking the time and for giving us all those tips. I will be trying to link them all uh, in the description, uh, and I hope to come you to come back to Prague because I know that you went and you didn't eat well, as he said. We're going to change that. We'll try to steer you the right way. Um, thank you again for sharing your thoughts and uh, I hope to see you either in Mallorca or in Prague. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, thank you. thank you so much for the invitation again. And yeah, I mean, we will be in Prague and we hope also to have you back someday in Mallorca. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>